Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I am she. I am your rowdy host, Crystal Crawford. And I'm really, really glad you're here today. And I call this week's episode, What is Your Reality and How Do You Find It? Now, I'm for the first time going live on Instagram and Facebook. So if you see me looking between two cameras, that's exactly what I'm doing. And for those of you guys listening in the future, thank you so much for being here. One of the things I'm going to attempt to do is get to my point before minute 15 um, a little more often because it's a little it's challenging because I, I record these live, but I do appreciate someone who's listening in the future. So what is your reality and how do you find it? Now, came up with this topic um, for a lot of different quote unquote reasons. But one of the things that has occurred for me in the last couple of weeks is I've gotten back in touch with my family. The second thing that's occurred is I have a foundation class starting on uh, whatever that is, <laughs> Thursday or Friday. So uh, give me two seconds here. Let me just, yes, am I live? I'm live. I think I'm live. Yeah, cool. Okay, and let me tell you why that's relevant. Um, Man, I'm gonna start it a little bit, I'm gonna start right, right in the middle somewhere. And so first of all, guys, if you have questions about this, what is my reality and how do I find it, let me know. And hi, Jamie Joy. And second of all, um, yeah, where do I wanna start with this? We just did a three-day Who Does It Belong To challenge. Now, if you don't know or haven't really used the tool of Who Does It Belong To, the way it goes is that for every thought, every feeling, every sensation, every point of view in your head or in your body, you get present with that energy and you ask, hey, are you mine? Yes or no? Now you can say also, who does it belong to? Me or someone else? I translated Hijanda into, are you mine? Yes or no? And then you destroy, like destroy it and create anywhere you bought it as yours. And allow that energy of that thought or that emotion or that point of view to just dissipate. Okay. Now, why am I saying that to preface what is my reality and where do I find it? Because I've been using the access tools for probably eight years. Um, oh, full on. Hi, Marjolaine. And this is the first time I've actually ever done the three day who does it belong to challenge, which is what Gary Douglas asks us to do right in the beginning. And I was still shocked at the things I thought were mine that weren't mine. On top of that, I've been in the mix of my family again for the first time in a really long time. And so it's, that's been new. Now, what you may discover if you choose to use that tool for three full days is that you have no idea what your reality is in a lot of things. So here's one of the things that I discovered um, in using the tool and in being present with this stuff. First thing I discovered is that all the anger, all the resistance, all the refusal that I thought I had been functioning from with my family for all these years, and I thought it was mine, wasn't. Now, basically what I discovered through the use of this tool for three full days, and this is not a who does it belong to episode, but maybe it is is that I grew up in an anger, rage, fury, and hate 
soup, distractor implant soup, and anger, rage, fear, and hate are distractor implants. And a distractor implant is designed to take your attention and put it on something you can't handle. You can't fix it, you can't change it, you have to acknowledge it as a distractor implant and and that's it. And, and there's a couple of things you can do with that. But so that's the soup I grew up in. I just assumed that me functioning from all of that anger, all that rage, all that fury, all that reaction, I assumed that was mine. Now I did make it mine. I did perpetrate it on myself and other people, but it wasn't. And because I've been using this tool for three days and I've really been changing like where I'm not willing, where I'm doing control and where I'm doing all of this stuff as a PTSD stimulant, you know, I started to look at that and I was like, what is really true for me here? What's really true for me? What, how do I function that I've never looked at? Because with, and, and this is, I guess I'm saying all this to say that you're going to find that there are, there's certain groups of people in your life. And for some of you, that's going to be your partner and your children. For others of you, that's going to be your original family. For the most part, it's most of our families. Um, where you've just sort of operated sort of in the same way for a really long time, right? Um, or you have default ways that you operate. Even though you've changed some things, maybe you default to certain types of reactions or, you know, whatever. Where you actually have no idea what your reality is. Um, I remember when Luna first started coming over to, to the house, you know, as a part of our lives, and I started to get more comfortable, what I would hear coming out of my mouth was my mom. And it happened so many times that, and I'd never had really a chance to parent before this moment, here and there, but this was sort of like full on parenting for at least 24 hours. And I heard my mom coming out of my mouth and I realized it after a while. And I was like, what is my reality with parenting that I've never even looked at? And, and that's what started to get uncovered is like, there's all these micro areas where I've just been functioning in a certain way because functioning in that way, because I've always have, where I haven't questioned it. And when I started to question it, one, the first thing I discovered is I didn't really know what my reality was. And second of all, I'd never chosen it because I'd never asked myself that question. So I'd like to invite, you know, early in the episode, all of you guys that have never really truly chosen to use who does it belong to for three full days to do that. Because that's going to be one of your first steps to discovering how much of the way you function isn't even based on you. It's based on everything you picked up, everything you decided, everything you bought as real. And what's underneath it are the choices that you have that nobody else has. So that would be my first invitation. And, and I'm going to explain one more time quickly how that goes. Basically, and I'll explain it by illustrating. So over the last three days, um, I don't get a lot. I, I used to get, I used to be a walking, talking, thinking machine. So you might be there. You might be, do, you might do a lot of thinking. I don't really do a lot of thinking anymore. Uh, lots of bars, lots of access classes, highly recommend. <laughs> but one of the things that does still occur is, well, always has occurred because your body, my body is a sensory organism. Your body's a sensory organism. So it picks up on energies, right? So more often than just thinking about things for me, I'll get a sensation in my body. And more often than not, that sensation feels like anger, irritation, frustration. It's in that family, right? And it will, it can be anything. And because I live with Andreas, typically it's like kind of triggered or it shows up around something that, around something regarding him, right? And 
for a while and in all my past relationships, you know, I would make that sensation something that that other person did and then I would go in and try to figure out what they did and what I needed to do to fix it and all that craziness. So for this last, and I, and I stopped doing that a couple months ago, but for this last three days, if I got that sensation in my chest, I literally would just get present with it. Now, when you truly get present with a thought or anything or an energy, your eyes will go down. That's how you know you've instantly, you, you instantly know you've gotten present because you get present and your eyes naturally go down. Even when I say the words get present, my eyes do this. If you are looking up, if you're going, well, who does this belong to me or someone else? That's not actually being the tool. That's just being an asshole to yourself because what you're doing is judging yourself from your head. So I got present with the energy and I literally asked it, are you mine? Yes or no? Now I have to do it that way um, cause I'll fuck myself. I'll lie to myself. I don't know if you guys ever lie to yourself. I'll lie to myself. So is this mine? Yes or no? And no was always what I got. But the second thing that would occur after that is that the energy would start to dissipate. Now, anything that dissipates after you've gotten present with it isn't real. So right after that, I would go, Okay, what is true for me? Like, so I would have assumed that this energy was about that and then I would have tried to fix it based on that assumption. It's not even mine. So a series of questions would pop up after that. Well, what's really true for me here? Or what, what choices do I have that I've never considered? Or, you know, like right after that, the questions would kind of start firing because I got curious after that. I've assumed this thing is mine. I've assumed that this reaction is mine forever. So if it's not, what's really true? So you have to see what, what follows for you after that, but if you, but, it, but the point is to get present with an energy, question it, see what changes, and then wonder what's really true for you. What choices do you really have, okay? So that's how you use the tool. I highly, 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 highly recommend using that for at least three days. I'm gonna be using it for much longer because I was shocked at how effective it was. Now, the second thing I would say is, um, The second thing I would say comes out of this section of the reference material, and then I'm gonna dive into three people's questions that sent them in, okay? This section in the reference materials is called what you cannot lose. Now, here's what I notice about people who take big access classes, like the foundation. Lots of things just go away. Things that you struggled with forever just leave. And that sounds like a great thing. I love that about access classes. The thing is that a lot of what goes away is where you were limiting yourself before, or your unhappiness goes away, or all the things you used to keep yourself busy with go away. And over the last weekend, I really saw, for example, in my family, how unhappiness is really valuable. Like it's the thing to hang on to. It's the thing we compete about. And so you may find for you as well that unhappiness is something that's really valuable to you. But let's read this. So what have you decided you absolutely cannot lose that if you would lose it would generate you living totally and everything that is times Godzillion where you destroy and create it all. Right, wrong, goodbye, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. What have you decided you absolutely cannot lose that if you would lose it would generate you living totally 
and everything that is times God's labor you destroy and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all land, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So how many are, of you are unwilling to lose what you hate in your life? Because if you lost it, you would have no more reasons to be unhappy. If you decide there's nothing you can't lose, then you have to create as much as possible in your life. If you decide that there's nothing you can't lose, everything's give upable. Then you have to create as much as possible in your life as nothing. No matter what you have, you make it into nothing. If you decide there's nothing you can't lose, then you have to create as much as possible in your life as nothing. No matter what you have, you make it into nothing. Um, so what are you in relationship to? Are you in relationship to your car, your house, your clothes, your body, your money, your mind, the people around you that you don't want the relationship to die? So you'll do it for them because they will do for you, but they will never do. That didn't make any sense to me either. Um, like, for example, I realized that I was the one holding in place these relationships as if they were going to be different, as if they were going to be generative, as if we were going to be kind to each other. And I was willing to be kind, but not everybody was. So I was holding that in place. The only reason you do all that stuff is because you don't want the relationship to die. You don't want the relationship to die to your car, your house, your clothes, your body, your money, your mind, the people around you that you don't want it to die. Um, if you don't have too much money, you're not willing to have that relationship die. You're not willing to lose it. And that's why people don't finish stuff and why they won't let themselves have massive amounts of money. If you're afraid a relationship is going to die, you kill it so you don't have to lose it. And because you don't want to lose, you're not willing to have it. Completion is the death of a relationship so that you don't complete things. Okay, and there's 85 things in that one paragraph that I'm not going to get to. But here's, let's, let's pick out one since we only have a few minutes together. Um, what are you in relationship to and what are you unwilling to have die? Oh, Sophia, that's a whole other live, honey. Um, and, and I had to look at this, and this, is, and this is why I'm talking about it. I had to look at my reality with, you know, what I want my reality to be. Because one of the things I asked on email is like, you know, would an infinite being have a reality? Yes or no? And that's an interesting question because, you know, finite beings create themselves as a dense, unchangeable space. Infinite beings have all choice and all space available to them, right? So reality is actually a distractor implant. It's meant to distract you from the choices you have. So when you look at that, it's like if you're unwilling to lose something, you're solidifying something into reality. So what are you unwilling to lose? Are you unwilling to lose poverty? Are you unwilling to lose hardship? Are you unwilling to lose struggle? Are you unwilling to lose the relationships you've decided are more valuable than you? Are you unwilling to, like, what are you unwilling to lose? All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory instantly makes a lot of things irrelevant. Right? That as a choice instantly goes, well, nothing else is relevant. Well, is this thing I'm, I'm belaboring right now going to matter in 10,000 years? No. Mm. Then you start to see everywhere where you're holding on to things and unwilling to lose things. And that's what I think about the foundation is so fucking dynamic is that it loosens the grip on the things that you've been unwilling to lose just naturally so that when you come out of it, you are, you're just different and you don't have to work at it. You're just different. Right? Like it, and so what difference have you been refusing? 
that you truly could be choosing that if you would choose it would give you you. And everything that is times a godzillion we could destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, goodbye, pop, pop, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. So let me get to some, let me, I have three questions that were sent in. Let me get to those. Okay, Jonda said this. Actually, I'm going to read Crystal's question first. Crystal Bailey from Canada. She said, I've known for a long time that something else must be possible beyond what I experience on a day-to-day -day basis. And when I see myself creating the reality I want, it feels like running through life with a parachute on, trying to pull everyone along with me. What else is possible? How can I have something greater if no one else comes with me? It's a great question. So who or what are you unwilling to lose? That if you were willing to lose them would give you all of you. And everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, goodbye, pop, pop, online shorts, boys, man's. The truth is that your reality is found in every 10 seconds. The truth is your reality is found in the moments where you go, what's really going to work for me here? What kind of living do I want to have? So for example, if you're surrounded by family that doesn't contribute, that all they contribute is misery and judgment and heaviness, will that work for you? Some of them might be your children. You might be committed to them in a different way. But, you know, it's like looking at it, going, okay, if I didn't make this significant, if I didn't have to hold on to everything, if the structure of this didn't have to stay in place, what would be true for me? What's my reality with this? What do I want to choose? I'm the creator of my life. I'm the creator of my space. I'm the creator of this reality here. Moment by moment, step by step. What's my reality with this? You know, would I let somebody come in and traipse mud all over my freshly cleaned house? I would not. And I let that happen in my energetic life for what reason, right? So if you didn't have to pull everybody along with you, first of all, does that work is my first question. Does it work? Trying to pull everybody with you, do they come? Do they follow? Or does it just make you tired? And what have you decided is vital, valuable, and real about being a lifeline for people that don't want it? And everything that is times a godzillion we destroy and create it all. Right, wrong, goodbye, pop, pop, online shorts, boys and beyonds. And there's a whole superiority in there that I know cognitively that I don't totally get how to talk about, but it's that thing of where we think that our idea for greater is the best idea in the world and the rightest idea. And we want everybody else to have that same interest. And they don't. And the thing about that is that that doesn't make you wrong, it makes you different. That's what I looked at this weekend. I'm like, I'm not wrong. I thought for my whole life that I'm the wrong one. And I've changed it and 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 changed it. But really at the base of it all, I still was looking for where these other people who weren't coming along, how where they were right and I must be wrong. And, and then trying to prove that I'm right. But none of that's relevant. None of that's actually true. What is true? What's true for me? What's true for me is this ever-increasing choice for more consciousness, more awareness, more happiness, more richness. That's what's true for me. Not trying to resolve the past or hash it out or any of that shit. Past is not relevant to me. It is to them. So will I slow myself down and drag myself along so that they can catch up even though they have no interest in doing that? Will I do fantasy instead of awareness? Or will I do awareness? and cut the rope. 
It's okay. They can stay there. That's what that makes them happy. I would try to bring them along into my universe as a possibility for what reason? Because I think it's the best idea? Hmm. There is no right and there is no wrong in the reality of possibilities. There's only possibility and no possibility. And most people prefer the choices that create very, very little. That's just what they prefer. Does that make me right or free? That's my reality. My reality is freedom in every 10 seconds. And sometimes I still do rightness, uh, but then I, I press towards freedom. My demand of myself is total freedom. Total interesting point of view, total allowance. Am I, do I get that right? Fuck no, fuck no, I do all kinds of weird shit. But consciousness includes me, consciousness includes them. And they don't have to come with me to validate what I'm choosing anymore. And when they did have to do that, first of all, it wasn't working and it's also not true. So who or what are you unwilling to lose? That if you were willing to lose them would give you all of you and everything that is times a godzillion when you destroy and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, on the insurance, boys and beyonds. So, you know, I would run that clearing and also just Look at what the value of holding on is and really, really, really use that who does it belong to thing for three full days just to see even if the holding on is yours. Because listen guys, as infinite beings, would an infinite being do holding on or would they do choice? This is, that's one of my favorite tools of access. Would an infinite being do holding on or would it do choice? I always get choice and I'm like, okay, and I'm holding on for what reason? And then you'll discover what whatever insanity you're doing that's creating that holding on, right? And it's, it's just insanity. It's all just an interesting point of view. It doesn't make you wrong. It just makes you powerful. We're so powerful. We can as powerfully hold ourselves back as we can set ourselves free. And we just choose a lot of the time to hold ourselves back. But I'm choosing something different a lot lately. Like, mm -mm, I'm doing free. You guys can hold your, you, you guys, whoever you are, you sit, you family, you guys can, you know, hold yourself back. You can do what you want. It's okay. I don't need you to come with me. I've got, I've got me for the first time, and for the first time, not ever divorcing me from me again. Um, so that's what I would say to that one. John just sent in a really great question too, and she's like, if you have time, can you chat about the different types of realities like VVRs and fictional realities? And I can't go into this a lot. Um, what I can say is that there are different types of realities that are so, that we've bought as real for so long that we can't even tell the difference between them and what's true for us. So there are some clearings in access that clear like vibrational virtual realities and fictional realities. Do you know the tool that will get you out of that quicker than anything? Who does it belong to? Because if, would an infinite being have a reality, yes or no? Which means a rea reality is invented. We all invent them. And, you know, she even adds, in the United States, and probably more up in my world, and I'm U.S., so I understand this, um, there are intensely opposing political realities. Yes, people use politics and money and health and religion to deepen polarization. I can look at both, she says, and say, that's true for them. It doesn't make it true for me. And there are things that are so untrue for me, like 
then she gives some examples. There are things that are just like so not true. Um, that I truly do have a point of view about. Do you? Truth, would an infinite being have a point of view, yes or no? And if an infinite being wouldn't have a point of view, for what reason do you? And who does that point of view belong to? Don't get aggressive with that tool because it will change your life. You will start to discover that you have so few no. points of view that you don't fit in this reality at all. Because who does no point of view in this reality? Sociopaths and psychopaths and like when you look at in this reality like people who do no point of view and, and look like they don't care which that's a whole other life the pretense of caring um you know they're judged why because no point of view is the most powerful thing on the planet if you have no point of view you can take any point of view you can create anything you want and everybody else is controllable you will become the most powerful source on the planet so they told us that points of view were real and we bought it. If an infinite being wouldn't have a point of view, for what reason would you? To hold on to something, right? So this clearing, we loop back around into this clearing, which is what have you decided you absolutely cannot lose? What point of view have you decided you absolutely cannot lose that if you would lose it would generate you living totally? And everything that is times Godzilla, you know, you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all land shirts, boys and beyonds. Um, and her question is, if I had a question, it would be, how do you have ease with lies? You have ease with the series, we, the conversation we just had. They're just lies. That's all. They aren't significant. Everybody lies. You lie to yourself more than anything. You told yourself you had a point of view. Lie. And this is the kind of freedom we get to in foundation, right? Because four days looking at this stuff. Like... You, I had no idea how much I lied to myself on a moment-by-moment -moment basis until these tools. And it's not, it's, I used to make it wrong. I used to like discover all these places I was lying to myself and then make myself wrong. Um, I'm so grateful I got over that because you're not wrong, you're powerful. So what does this reality show you to do? They show you to use your power in whatever love that we've decided love is. Use your power here, use your power here, use your power in picking a side, use your power in judging how you're gonna live your life, use your power in judging who you're gonna spend your life with, use your power. So we're trained to use our power to create in this reality. It's so true, Nurhan. But is that working for us? Can a humanoid being create as a human being and have the ease available to a humanoid? Somebody sent us to the wrong school. What does it take to be an infinite being? What does it take to be an infinite being that has choice beyond any reality? What does it take to be empowered to know that you know, no matter what it is, and that you don't need a definition to reinforce the fact that you know, and you don't need the proof of anything to have anything. And I know that sounds, and now I'm sort of sounding like conceptual, but that's my demand. And this is over this past weekend, what I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking different. I'm so different from my, like my family is seeking a whole normal in place. I'm seeking to eliminate normal in favor of phenomenal. <laughs> but, 
if that's not like universes apart, like, I don't know what is. So what's true about you? You're here. They're not. So what is true for you? And where are you leading yourself? Not something you can define, but like, what are you actually looking, what are you seeking that you haven't even acknowledged yourself? Are you seeking more rightness or are you seeking more freedom? And if you're seeking more freedom, does it work to hold on to points of view? Right? That's the thing I've, I've really started looking at. It's like, I'm having total awareness in this lifetime. I don't care what it takes. I don't even care if it takes me three lifetimes to have total awareness in this lifetime. <laughs> okay. Like, um, so if that's my, if that's what I'm choosing, does it work to not lose? No, I have to be willing to lose. Does it work to judge myself? No, I have to be willing to give up judging myself. Does it work to stay negative in a negative frame work of everything, which is how I was raised and was so familiar to me? No, I gotta be willing to give that up in favor of possibility. Why? Because total possibility is total awareness. That's my choice. That's what makes me different. So what makes you different? What is your reality and where do you find it? And is it something you can find out there as if you are looking outside of yourself or are you it? Are you it? And does your reality have any definition or is it total possibility, total choice, total ease, total joy, total glory? Is it more of a space that you function from and as? I wonder. What is your reality and how do you find it? And what would it take for us to be willing to lose anything that doesn't contribute to that? Anybody, anything, any, any context, any construct, what would it take to be as different as we are? That's different. Normal, average, real, and the same is what everybody else is doing. But what are you doing? Are you more different than you've acknowledged? Are you more powerful than you've wanted to know? Share this with a friend if you got anything out of it. Join me for foundation on Thursday if you want deep, lasting change. And Pascal, yes, message me. Cool. Happy creating. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of Access Consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast.